0: Yeah, Again. Uh-huh. Woo.
1: Woo. What is up, everybody, Ah-ha. and welcome back to another episode mm-hmm. of the Neon Belly Podcast. We are your hosts, Nate, John, Brandino, and boys, today we are going to recap this past Saturday's UFC 271, which was headlined by Israel Adesanya versus Robert Whittaker for the middleweight title. Lot to talk about there with that fight and the whole fight card. We'll also get you set up for this Saturday night's UFC Fight Night, which is now headlined by Jamala Hill versus Johnny Walker. We'll explain to you why. Then we continue to our, or we're going to continue, excuse me, our all-time MMA teams. This week, we're hitting you with a big one, Brazil. Then, per usual, we're going to hit you with all the news and happenings in the world of MMA all that and more but first
0: boys how we doing how we doing on Super Bowl Sunday good it was a crazy night last night got some more excitement with the Super Bowl and stuff so it's it's been a packed weekend you know what i was thinking so
1: ever since you know especially in the playoffs we talk you know for me and you outside of MMA you know, football's probably our biggest sport. For sure. And especially in the playoffs, almost every week now we've we've talked about football. And Brandon sits there like I could care less. He doesn't even look. He yeah, he kinda stares off into space a little <laughs> bit. So this week, just to show we care about Brandon, I thought on the biggest day of them all for us, Super Bowl Sunday, we're not gonna talk about football. We're gonna let Brandon take this. Tell us what what's your Super Bowl? Like what what's your Super Bowl this week? What? Like what? What are you celebrating? What you got going, man? Because what's your big thing right now?
2: I don't even understand the question. Like, Like, what's
1: your Super Bowl right now? Like, we're excited for the Super Bowl. That's that's been our week. You know, has been filled with. Well, I don't know. UFC two seventy one was a big one, but there's always a big card Super Bowl week, I guess you could say. mm -hmm. But outside of that, you know, we're hyped for the Super Bowl today. Mm -hmm. The Bengals versus the Rams. Right. So I'm asking you. We're gonna get out of the way. We're not gonna talk because you just sit there and do nothing when we're talking about football. Well, yeah, and then I you're just like, football. and then you're just randomly right like, yeah, go Eagles. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, I don't know what you want. So, I mean, like, what's your Super Bowl, man? What do you what 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 are you you celebrating? Anything? You excited for anything? I watch forward I'm to anything? Probably watch the Super Bowl. Well, everybody watches it, right? For the most part, yeah. yeah. yeah for the most part, you know. But like, what man? Well, I don't know. What, what are you excited for, Brandon? Like for today anything or? are you learning something new are you are you into something right now mm. well we i'm
2: always into stuff um, yeah this is gonna make you mad okay. i just started watching dragon ball z for the first time Ugh. like officially nice. watching gross so i am very much into that uh
1: john bingles rams what yeah you,
0: <laughs> <laughs> like, <what laughs> back you, to football yeah back to uh, football <laughs> was, sadly for me
1: it's more like oh well, hold on a second dragon ball z right yeah. that, that was really your chance there Brandon, to just go down something and you went. let's be honest so did you really expect something yeah like what? Like I don't know. I thought you'd be like you know I've I've done been doing a deep dive on the psyche of dude. Okay, you know, it's like something sure. like right. I thought we were gonna go somewhere okay. really cool, and you went Dragon Ball Z. Is so, that proud you? Okay, <laughs> proud you. Yeah. so yeah, I'm, you made John happy. So I guess. literally,
2: okay, Yeah. So I am doing a deep dive right now into the Russian <laughs> Revolution and how Marxism plays into that. Okay, do you want to talk about that? I don't even know what that means. I didn't think so. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what you just said there. Yeah. So, oh, like, George. 1917 Russian Revolution. So, Lenin, the Bolsheviks taking over the last Tsar, Nicholas II, and the ideology that played into that, leading into how that all affected Russia with Can we Stalin. get, like, subtitles on this? Yeah. So,
1: Joe, Joe Shiesty,
0: you thinking, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> plus or minus? You asked. 250
1: <laughs> yards, we thinking Jamar Chase, two touchdowns, Jalen Ramsey, mm.
0: three picks. What are we going? I think Jamar Chase definitely scores at least a touchdown. It's going to be interesting. But the Rams' defense is nice. I know. Have either of these teams won a Super Bowl?
1: Well, um, I'm sure. I mean, well uh The Rams the and Rams, yeah, Titans. Yeah, they beat Yeah, that was a crazy. I'll never forget that. One, one like one yard short. Yeah, that was crazy. Um I don't I would assume the Bengals have, but it's probably I don't think been they have. since like if they have, it's been it hasn't been since like the seventies. I think or they're 80s. like the one of
0: like seven teams that's never won a that, Super Back and Bowl. you could be
1: right. I oh, don't yeah. even know. Mm. Um but it's gonna be a good game, man. I'm excited. I think with the Bengals, you know, Every time they, you know, they, I mean, what they were down like 21 points last week to mm-hmm. the, or two weeks ago to the Chiefs and found a way to win. So I could see him keeping it close, but I don't know. I just think there's no doubt in my mind that the Rams are the best team in football.
0: So, yeah. And it's funny, is like they, they made this whole big deal. Last time the Bengals made the playoffs, they couldn't even text people about it because it was like 1983. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so. Well, the thing is, too, is like it's so hard, right? Because, when they played the Titans, wasn't Joe Burrow sacked like seven times in that yeah. game or something like that, and they, they still, still won? Yeah. So then you start thinking like, well, even if like the Rams defense can like do some like because the Bengals offensive line is terrible, mm-hmm. so it's like even if they can get to him, pick him, it's like I don't, I believe in Joe Burrow. There's something about that kid. It's yeah. just like he's he's really
0: good and really excited. He was converting like third and twenties that whole game because he kept on getting sacked. Yeah, so he's moving backwards. So. Right. Mm. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for the game. I uh, don't have any big
1: plans though. Typically, I do. Um, my mom tried to do a get together, and I just wasn't feeling it. But I just got back on days, man. I just got yeah. my Sundays back. So,
2: you
1: well, know uh, yeah, I just want to enjoy it. <laughs> like, yeah, it's so nice just to be having like a normal life again. So halftime shows about to be lit. I'm excited for the halftime show. I saw they're gonna bring back the uh, Tupac hologram, yeah. or at least that's the rumors. Yeah. So we'll see, but yeah, the first ever all hip hop halftime show. Brandon, I know you're got to be excited for this
2: one. Oh, um, yeah, I'm blown away. Yeah, I'm just edging my seat, dude.
0: Yeah. Are you excited for Mary J. Blige? Yeah. I bet he doesn't even know uh, who that but is. But say you probably feel the same way I said when you were over there, <laughs> there rain rolling off Russian dudes, the slop on the clock on I was like, uh. cool cool. I'm over here like Mary J. Blige, and you're like, Ugh. yeah, something. I can't disorder. believe
1: I give Brandon tried to tee Brandon up with a slam dunk, and he goes freaking Dragon Ball well, Z.
2: I didn't think that your slam dunk would be my honest answer like that.
1: That doesn't sound like a slam dunk to you. That's all I wanted from you. That's all why right. that's why you're around, man. Fair enough. That's why we got you Fair enough. I did see Jackass the new one last night. Mm. Highly recommend it. Uh, very funny on brand for them. Um, I see a lot of people being a little critical, but I also think you do have to remember to some extent they are like 50. Yeah. So they can't be like, I mean, it's nuts. Cause like if, and then if you consider like their age and then what they've put their bodies through already, the fact that they're still doing some of that stuff is unreal. Um, but they have, like, a new group, younger group of guys and mm-hmm. a girl. Um, so it seems like they're kind of trying to pass the torch to this newer group. And I thought the newer group did okay. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, like, obviously nostalgia. It's hard not to
0: yeah. imagine
1: Jackass without, you know, the main the main core. So it'll be interesting to see if there's another one. I, I could see them doing another one. I just don't know if um, the main guys, like yeah. the Knoxvilles, the Stevos, and some of those guys, if they'll be, like, the main yeah, primary I, characters. I seen that there was not. something
0: with like Bam Margera getting kicked off. And yeah,
1: you know, I thought he was going to be. They snuck him into a scene, but you barely see him. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were in like band costume or marching band outfit, so you really couldn't tell it was him. But you did see him. But yeah, he was supposed to be taken completely out of it. So, mm-hmm. but it was really good. I, I, it was. It's a good watch. A lot of, a lot yeah. of. A lot of wieners, a lot of poop, <laughs> a lot of throw up, you know, like I said, it's, it's Just pretty vintage. R- it's, pr- it's vintage. Mm. Uh, boys, well, we have so much to talk about, obviously, with UFC 271 being this past Saturday, but before we do, per usual, we ask that, who wants to do it this week? You should do it. I don't want to. I gotta take a water. I gotta get ready. When's the last time you did it? I don't know. I usually do it like once every two or three weeks. Mm. Speaking of which, we're coming up on a week where you two are going to have to run the pod without me, and I'm not feeling good about it. For people that don't know, we just delayed starting by about 15 minutes because John forgot the memory card. (laughs) So... Involved. Hopefully, they're, you, I'm going to be on vacation, and I have no idea what to expect from these two. Uh, you know what, Brandon? You said something, so go ahead. Let them know what we need them to do ah. each and every week. We need you to interact,
2: so listen to us. Give us a like, comment. If you're on Apple, um, please leave us a review. Five stars. We're also on Spotify what else are we on Podbean, Um, bean heart
1: rate i think we're on everything yeah we have
2: a twitter you can check us out there again instagram we post clips um the interaction man i want to really drive that up because i've been waiting for somebody to like call me out in some facet or or start some sort of argument and it hasn't happened and that's literally like one of the things i love to do so please somebody say something (laughs) ridiculous or that you think is true and i will i will respond to it that's like my favorite thing in the world
1: I like it. Not bad. We really, really need some iTunes uh, five-star ratings and written reviews. So <laughs> as we always ask, seriously though, if you are listening on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, I mean, I always call it iTunes, but it's Apple Podcasts now. If you have an iPhone, yeah, give us five stars and please, please just take two seconds out of your day to write a review or take your mom's phone, whoever, and yeah. just write us one. We don't care where it comes from. Just do it. Please. We need it. Uh, Boys, let's get into it. This past Saturday, as I said, Houston, Texas, UFC 271, our main event, Israel Adesanya defeating Robert Whittaker for the middleweight title via unanimous decision, 48-47 on two judges scorecards, 49-46 on one. Interesting enough, 49-46 came from Brandon's boy, Mike Beltron. The ref. So I'm guessing that judge got pulled for that earlier fight, and he actually judged the last fight. Remember, they had said on yeah. commentary that that judge's night was over. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Mike. Well, unless there's another Mike Beltron, but I hope uh, not. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. There should only be one, but boys, let's get into this main event because uh, I think there's going to be a little bit of controversy maybe. Uh, maybe not, uh, but nonetheless, a lot to talk about here. I think off top, definitely a much improved performance by Robert Whitaker has to be said in the last mm-hmm. fight. Um, he managed to take Izzy down every round except for the first round uh, for a total of four takedowns. Uh, didn't manage to really do Uh, very much, as or excuse me, he didn't manage to really ever do much with it, with the takedowns. Um, And Izzy did a great job getting back to his feet every time. Uh, However, uh, some controversy from fans and actually a lot of fellow fighters today over the decision, some thinking Whitaker did enough in this fight uh, to win uh, three rounds. A little mix on the rounds by some people, I will say, Um, Mm -hmm. but thoughts on the scorecards and if you agree with the decision overall. I guess we can start there. Well,
0: I'll, I'll be the easier one I think I got it right I thought I thought Izzy won four to one I thought the fourth round was definitely um for Whitaker it's the only round he outstruck R- Izzy in and I think that was his best round um I, I could see giving two rounds to Whitaker but I, I felt like Izzy really controlled things you know he was pushing Whitaker back a lot the leg kicks I felt were the most damaging shots in the whole fight I mean he crump. you know he Hurt him a lot with them over and over. I mean, even Whitaker said in his corner, like he's mm-hmm. he's really hurting my leg in the first round. Yeah, I mean he kept he kept on at it. There was a couple of times where he'd kick him in, and he'd almost fall over. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were definitely changing the outcome of the fight. Um, and I thought Izzy just did it. Like I said, did a really good job of. I think they both did a really good job of staying out of the way of the big shots. Mm-hmm. That's why I say the leg kicks were probably the bigger shots that were landed. Um, but yeah, I, I felt like Whitaker definitely was way more patient. And I think um, I said it in our group chat. Whitaker's like probably the only middleweight that can make Izzy you know, miss as much and not have, be able to land the stuff he really wants to land. And I think on the other side, Izzy's probably the only middleweight that can make Whitaker a little bit tentative or change up his game plan some. So, okay, I want to be fair because you haven't rewatched the yeah. part, right? right. Yeah,
1: I was, I was, and he, when he started talking, I started thinking like – me and Brandon, I rewatched the fight this morning. Brandon got here a little early, and so he he rewatched the fight before John. John's only seen the fight one time, so mm-hmm. yeah. So let's, let's definitely preface with that.
2: So thinking back on watching the fight initially, I I thought the fight was very close, and um I can absolutely understand giving Izzy three three rounds mm-hmm. and Rob two. Um I don't see giving Izzy four. Um, no. I just I think Rob at least at least had two rounds yes. in there um and that's where i was at so i was okay with the decision i thought that it was you know a little credit was more credit was due to rob but fair enough since i rewatched the fight i'm switching that a little bit um i think that i think there's an argument in there for rob winning that fight man and i think if you go and watch it i'd love to re-watch it with you to see your thoughts but um I just think that there's a lot of times in that fight where Rob, because Bisping kept hammering Whitaker over that. Oh, he's only using the left hand. He's only using the left hand. Fair enough. That's true. But he landed that left hand a lot. Constantly. A lot. And there was a lot of instances where he made Izzy miss, and he made Izzy pay. Now, he's not landing giant hooks. He's not landing big right hands, but he's hitting him with the jab, and we just watched Sean Strickland win a five-round fight with a jab. For sure. So you can't tell me that doesn't matter. Mm -mm. And... The lead kicks were obviously big. Izzy did land quite a few of them, but there were also a lot that were checked.
1: Yes, that was um, that was one of the big things for me rewatching.
2: So anyway, um, to put a bow on it, I guess, I, I, I think I saw you know Whitaker did enough, and, and to me, a lot of it gets into this narrative, which Izzy said in his post-fight was, it's not enough. To, you, you don't do enough to win the title. You have to take the title, mm-hmm. and I completely disagree with that. Um, the rules don't change just because of the championship fight. If he does enough to win, he wins.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I I, th- I feel like I mean Izzy outstruck him every round except for the fourth. So though he was landing those jabs, he wasn't landing more strikes than Izzy.
1: He was out kicking him.
0: So it's if you go a strike, though. Yeah.
1: No. For sure. But I'm just saying, like, if you go back to um, I mean, and a lot of the a lot of his kicks were blocked. I'll say, like, we were kind of just watching Brandon, and once again, I I don't want to get on like dissing the commentary too much because, like, yeah. I told Brandon, um. Those guys are seeing it live too, right? And mm-hmm. and just like like last night, I was pretty convinced Izzy had done enough to win. I had it three two. I gave Izzy the rounds four and five. Rewatching it today, I gave or uh, excuse me, I gave Whitaker rounds four and five. Izzy one through three. Rewatching it today, I gave Whitaker round two. Um, and I think round three is interesting. Uh, I think Brandon and I we kind of watched it. I was kind of in and out of the room. Um, I thought round three was interesting. I don't know that I gave round four to Whitaker on the rewatch. I think I gave that round actually more to Izzy, but then I do think Whitaker still won round five. So I'm so like, it's so weird to me. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think the biggest thing is these guys are so evenly, they're just so good. Mm -hmm. They're, they're literally the two best middleweights in the world and they're not far off from each other margin. They're very marginally, you know, different. Um, But, yeah, man, it's such a weird – I'm even sitting here today. I think I sent you guys, like, Ben Askren. He said, -hmm. you know, I think Izzy won 3-2, but wouldn't be shocked if Robert Mm Whitaker won the fight. And I think that's where I'm at, like, today. It's like, I could see enough in there. Like, sure, you know, Izzy could have won – you know, just as I'm saying, Robert Whitaker could have won some of those rounds, Izzy could have probably won them too, yeah. and it literally depends on where you're sitting, you, you know, we have the ability now to pause things, slow them down, we're watching mm-hmm. it the next day, so it's a little easier now to, like, start breaking down where you're like, ooh, I don't know about some of these, you know?
2: I think, and like I said before, I think the biggest injustice to me was just the lack of credit given to Robert Whitaker, I think the fight yeah. was way closer than a lot of yes. people were making it out to be. Kayla
1: Harrison tweeted that,
2: so you know, yeah, mm-hmm. so, you know, at the end of the day, if you want see Izzy won, cool, sure. but you can't call that a domination. You can't tell me he controlled the every aspect of the fight. That just wasn't what it no. was.
0: No. I think that and, I, you know, in looking back at it, you know, that first round, Izzy outstruck him double, stuffed two takedowns, and got a knockdown. Mm-hmm. So that could very well flirt with the 10-8 situation sure. as well. Sure. Because I think that was the most dominant round by either one of them. Right. I think all the rest of the rounds, there's somebody who could clearly win, like, maybe the fifth round or so. But I think a lot of them are really, really close, so you know it is a judging thing on, yeah. on what you take a lot of stake into and we all have obviously seen some weird judging too before that so yeah it, you never want to leave it in that situation but you know i think back at like the gus and john jones fight and mm-hmm. some of these other title fights that were just like you know kind of up in the air and yeah and as much as you don't agree that it champion you have to take the belt from the champion that's how it's judged it's how it's always been yeah. close fights mm-hmm. you know right. you look at like shogun and Le- it is. leota like that's just how the judges do it, it. i'm not saying it's right sure and that's how judges that is do
1: historically it. how they do it. it there you do have a point there and you brought up john jones and i think that's a little interesting because you know even izzy has been very critical of john jones's you know past and mm-hmm. recent performances and I think there is something to be said now. You know, when you see somebody retain a title for so long, we do see guys tend to become a little bit more defensive. You know, mm-hmm. Silva did it um, where they're not as offensive. And I saw somebody tweet last night, and I there was a lot of people retweeting it. I think it was just some random guy. That's why it kind of shocked me. But he said, man, I remember a time when Izzy was so fun to watch. Um, but I don't think there's anything wrong with that necessarily either if he's just developed a more um, defensive style. Like, I'm a John Jones fan, so I understand that mm-hmm. – like we talked about when you start getting so much footage out on you and then you, you know, guys, you start running, you know, running it back with guys. I think you do have to change your style a little bit, but I think we also need to understand when we're watching Izzy that we might not see these like crazy highlight, you know, real performances very much anymore because I think there is just something to be said when you're a champion, you do, Mm -hmm. your style changes a little bit.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and I think it's another thing of, you know, like we said, these are two top level guys that don't get hit a lot. Mm -hmm. So, you know, Izzy threw a lot of big shots, a lot of big head kicks. He did some blitzing every now and then, and Whitaker did the same thing, and neither one of them were able to land those those yeah. big shots that put people out because they're just that technical as far as, you know, using footwork and distance. And um, so. And, and that, there's who else has put Whitaker out? Izzy. Mm-hmm you know he's done it once nobody else has done it yeah so it's not doing it once doesn't mean you can do it twice so especially after he realized you know him being over aggressive is what got him caught like that that was their difference in that fight and this one i just think izzy used his distance really really well and he had been working more taekwondo and stuff if you look at his training camp Mm -hmm. so distance kicks was how he was probably looking to uh, attack the fight
1: Yeah, because he didn't do much. I mean, like, that was the one frustrating thing watching it back is I thought he was kind of controlling the dance a little bit, but wasn't doing anything much offensively. And I think if you rewatch it, you'll kind of see that. Uh, Yeah, kicks maybe for, like, some distance management stuff, but never really let the hands go, which I thought was interesting because I know at one point they thought maybe his hand was broken on commentary, but he Mm -hmm. said afterwards it was fine. Mm -hmm. Uh, Did seem a little gun shy with the hands, though, um, which I thought was kind of interesting because we... I haven't really seen that much from him, you know, Mm -hmm. in any of his fights. He's always been very uh, open to letting him go, but not in this fight. And, I mean, not every fight should be the same, I guess, either. Um, I also think Izzy does deserve some credit uh, for his improved takedown defense, Mm -hmm. like I mentioned. Um, I don't think we can just say now, like, well, what happens if Izzy faces a wrestler that puts him on his back? I understand, you know, there is... Uh, levels to wrestling, just as we mentioned uh, with striking, and that he may one day face wrestlers better than Whitaker. Uh, but I also think he displayed a lot of skill to defend Rob's takedowns mm-hmm. um, with some really good sprawls. Uh, stuffing of the head um, and just kind of refusing to be or accept i mean to to get taken down and stay on his back like we saw in the yawn fight now yawn's mm-hmm. a lot bigger it mm-hmm. was able to probably control him a little better i'm not saying that he was fully accepting that um but man i, I thought he, i thought he made it if if anything there is to say for easy i thought that was one really positive aspect to his game i was impressed with was mm-hmm. he had like that one sprawl where robert was pretty deep on his hips and yeah, he, he sprawled, yeah, I just really sp- yeah, Rob Robert Whitaker beat Izzy, yeah, and Izzy sprawled really nicely. Like I said, when he was getting up, I thought he was doing all the right things to get back to his feet, so I do want to give him some credit yeah. there as at, well. At
0: one point, he just kind of turned and just stood up, like he just was just being real strong and was mm-hmm. just like, I'm not going to do this, I'm not going to uh, stay down, and I thought he framed really well when they are up against the cage and Robert was trying to lock mm-hmm. in those those takedowns up against the cage, did a really good job of yeah. framing him and bringing him back up, and didn't get beat by the double unders like we were talking about um, yeah. from the previous fight.
1: Yeah, Brandon, I know you you were kind of talking about uh, Michael Chandler said something. Uh, w- what was it though? The quote? Yeah, that you that he had said. I know, or he tweeted something
2: that you. So the this is the full quote from Chandler. Um, Trust me, I love Izzy, but we have gotten to a point where a dominant champ just needs to stand there, throw a few shots around, and he will not lose unless he gets caught, and he will always get the nod. Izzy got paid on his last contract. Go fight. Don't you dare spar.
0: I mean... Cool. I mean, you just you just did this fight where you was a you left your heart on your sleeve and you lost. All right, hold on, but let's go back to the statement. What do you think of the statement? I, I think it's... I mean... It's different styles. You know, people don't like Floyd Mayweather because he's defensive, but it's part of the game. Not getting hit is part of it. Yeah. And Izzy didn't get did, – was out of the way for a lot of those shots. And he landed a lot of his other stuff when he talked about body and leg kicks. So, I mean, I, I don't – and I think he went for a lot of stuff. It didn't land. I do – I do – and I know you keep saying he was out of the way. I think when you rewatch it, you are going to be shocked
1: how much he was hit in that fight. Um Because, like, we were talking about, they were being so critical, critical, I mean, of of Whitaker only throwing that left, but he was landing it every time. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And the numbers support it. Robert Whitaker outstriking, not only outstriking Izzy to the head um, in terms of, like, total strikes landed, but higher percentage. I think he threw head strikes at, like, a 64% uh, Mm -hmm. accuracy, and Mm -hmm. Izzy's was, like, at a maybe a 50 something. Mm -hmm. I can't really remember off top. Um, So the numbers do even support it. Um, So I think when you do rewatch it, Mm -hmm. you're going to be a little bit maybe surprised. I will say is as how much he was hit. Not that it was significant damage or anything, Mm -hmm. but uh, I think at the end, Robert Whitaker said something that I think sums it up really well is he said, you know, we're the best two middleweights in the world we're not that basically not that far off. And Izzy knows that, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because Izzy felt Whitaker in there, you know what I'm saying? Whether her, but you know, when you're touched, you know, when you're getting touched up. And, and I think that's kind of what he was saying, right? Mm-hmm. Like we, we know what really happened in here tonight type thing. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Yeah. In terms of once again, I'm not saying it should be one way or the other, but I think what he's saying is, he knows I'm not that far off either. Mm-hmm. You know, we're pretty pretty, mm-hmm. pretty comparable. And I thought yeah. that was it was really a cool way for him to kind of sum that up. And I think that's kind of what he was trying to get across. Yeah,
0: there. and I agree. I, I don't think, and, and I think Whitaker said it as well, is like, I do think there's going to be a trilogy because I'm going to run through everybody else. And I kind of agree. Yeah. I think he's made a lot of these other guys look really, like he's way leaps and bounds ahead of them. And I haven't seen really anybody give him a lot of trouble.
1: Being 0-2 now um, against Izzy, in title fights especially, um you know, having a third fight between these guys could be a little difficult to sell. Um, you know, they are so closely matched. You know, there's cases like we've talked about with Moreno and Figueredo where it's like, let's see those guys fight six times. Like, who cares? Paul and Volk. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's always going to be those exceptions. Um, but Robert, Whitaker's going to have to work his way back to it, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, you know, there's guys like Vittori. You could put him up there against a Marvin Vittori. I think that's a really fun matchup that I'd love to see. Um... But what do you guys think about a guy like Whitaker trying to drop back down to welterweight? You know, he came into the UFC as a welterweight. I believe he won the Ultimate Fighter Contenders or mm-hmm. something or like that as a welterweight. Didn't see quite as much success as a welterweight, obviously. That's why he moved up. I think he lost to back-to-back to like Court McGee and uh, Wonderboy, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson, and then moved up to... Uh, middleweight, I believe. Um, but what do you guys think about a guy like maybe Robert Whitaker trying to maybe drop down, if he can, moving forward? Or do you think just keep, you know, doing what you're doing at middleweight? Because being 0-2 to a champ now I think is just really hard to – Yeah, I, he's going to have to work even now
0: harder to get back to that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think you run into that D.C., you know, Benavidez type of situation where you're just so much better than everybody else, but the champ just has – you know, your number in the matchup yeah. situation. I, sure. And and I think... But sp- does that...
1: Do you think that is what's what I'm saying, though? Do you think that could be reason now? Do you just keep plugging mm-hmm. along at 85 because you can beat everybody else? I mean, that's cool. Yeah. But, you know, like, look at, like, a Colby Covington, right? You know, like, yeah, you can keep beating everybody else, but if you can't beat the champ, you know what I mean? Do yeah. you just keep cracking, taking cracks at it? <laughs> I mean, I don't I know. I guess it just I don't claim on to have the answer. I'm yeah. just seeing what you guys
0: I, think. I guess it just depends on how well he thinks he would match up with Usman. Because if you're going to go down, yeah. you want to go down to be sure. the best. Sure. And you just have to kind of take a uh, an account of how you feel you would do. Yeah,
1: I just think there's something to, if he can do it, Yeah, you know, because he doesn't look terrible at 85. I'm not saying no, he like, came in under 184. Yeah, and I'm not saying he needs to by any means, but I'm just saying like, yeah, I guess if I'm looking at it objectively, it's like, oh, well, maybe we just close this chapter for now, take on a new challenge and go go take a run. Because I think if you're a guy like Robert Whitaker, you're coming off a performance like this against, you know, Izzy, you know, dropping down to 70, you immediately insert yourself as a contender. Tender number mm-hmm. one, and number two, there's kind of that storyline now because you know, you know, Izzy and Usman are kind of boys, mm-hmm. and you could kind of create a little bit of a storyline around that, too. Right. I don't know, I just don't.
0: Well, and that. you know, Usman's doing the same thing, or he, he did it before Izzy, but when you lap guys and they need fresh matchups, sure. he could probably get to that fight after you know, you, you take a i don't know maybe a number five four guy you beat them you're probably close with you know obviously you have hamza and you have leon edwards but there's not anybody else who's like a oh this guy needs to get his shot or i mean you got luke if luke the luke and muhammad fight is another one so but there's just not you know some of these guys are getting older and um I think there's room up there for somebody like him if he could make sure. It. I think he dropped a seventy. I'd love to see him do that just because I think
2: he's a much more complete fire than he was when yeah, he was initially at yeah, seventy. That's so a good point. For me, I think it's gonna be a very different look. And like you said, he's in a position now where he's probably gonna get a contender. Yeah. Somebody that's up there. So I I think it's a great idea, man. Unless he's dead set on like, no, I want the 85 belt. You yeah. Know, okay. Sure. Then you gotta, you know, fight a few guys in that weight class. Maybe someone you beat before. But I think it's fresh. I think I, if he can make the way, that's the biggest. Sure, thing. Sure. Yeah. I think that's a real fun, fun run for him there. I mean,
1: him versus him versus Vitoria would just be. I'd love to see that too. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a fun fight. I mean, there's still fights for him at 85 for sure. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I was just thinking, like, man, why not try to make another run at that? Go back to where it all started and I, you'll see,
2: dude. Yeah. I hope in my heart we can see if Hamza is what we think he is, uh-huh. him and Izzy. I just would love... One day. Just he one called day. him out. you see I, that yeah, afterwards? I just brushed him off, which I get it. He's not there. But, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just... I'd love to
1: see it. It's, it's kind of interesting after that fight. I feel like a lot of kind of 80 fibers are kind of puffing their chests out like they just weren't really seemed like they just weren't really that impressed with either guy to be honest like is this the best you know i've seen a couple guys like give me all these guys i think vittori said that yeah. you know which well, is like it's interesting because you've already fought izzy and lost but yeah you know. well and
0: i think what it is is it looks like that because you have two guys who are so close mm-hmm. but you see what those guys do to these other guys separate from sure that. he makes Paula Costa look like an amateur he runs it, Controls inventory does whatever he wants to him. Yeah, you know, Whitaker runs through cannoneer and Gasolum. Like it's just they're just so such a different level than a lot of these guys. I feel like.
1: Yeah, and I and I want to say too, like I and I because I, I just don't know if it's come across that as we're recapping this fight. I didn't think this was a boring fight either. No, um, I think you know I I've seen some people a little critical of the performance overall, but I kind of think man, like I love those high. Uh, Stakes chess matches right where like both guys are just missing by margins or just hitting by margin, you know It's very marginal Mm -hmm. and very back-and-forth and like I said I love fights where we're seeing truly the two best and that's what this main event was and the judges just saw it with Izzy You know, like I said, it'd be interesting, uh, me and Brandon were talking too, is like, it'd be interesting now, you know, if there was some accountability for judges to go back, Mm -hmm. rewatch, and just get more opinions. I'm interested as the day, you know, we're sitting here on Sunday, like, Mm -hmm. we're not even 24 hours uh, removed from it, we're barely twelve hours removed from it. Mm-hmm. So I'm interested to see more reactions from people as they do kind of go back and rewatch it. Yeah. You know, people way smarter than us that have you know more better eyes for what for what they're seeing. But I do ultimately sum it up to say I have no problems with the decision. I think you could definitely make a case for Izzy, but it's definitely a close fight, way closer than mm-hmm. most people are giving credit and yep. fine fine margins we're talking. Like Right.
0: if their first fight was bloody knuckles, this was definitely like yeah tag like you're just getting away from each other trying to get your thing the first one they literally just ran into each other and whoever (laughs) fell first well
1: and that and going back to credit for riddicker because you know when izzy uh that whole fight um the The second fight, he was looking for that counter right as Whitaker came in, but Whitaker wasn't giving that, him that look. Yeah, and, and we were talking about that he wasn't. That could be why he was so just using the the left to get in and not yeah. following mm-hmm. it up with the right because he was worried about Izzy because Izzy was throwing that every time. Whitaker, you know, was doing a good job of blocking it. Yeah,
0: but. I, I seen seen uh, Teddy Atlas the boxing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. he he broke down their first fight and he said that Whitaker's biggest mistake was he stayed there for one punch too long. Mm-hmm. He threw you know he, you land those first two, get out. Yeah. He he threw that extra one, and that's where Izzy was able to catch him. And I think in this fight, he didn't go for those longer yeah. combos to be there for that big check.
2: Yeah, and Izzy's so long, man. He, for him to, to hit with that right hand, he have, really has to overextend himself to get in mm-hmm. there. And, yeah. I, and that gives Izzy exactly what he wants. So.
1: Boys, moving on to our co-main event. Bam Bam, tied to defeating Derek Lewis via knockout. A beautiful elbow uh, in round two. Uh, Ty beats the number three ranked Derek Lewis, a guy uh, who just last year fought for an interim title. Um, does that now enter Bam Bam Tuavasa into the title shot or picture, I should say? And uh, if, if so, like, what realistically, how do you guys think that he matches up against some of these top guys like a surreal gone or a stipe or you know possibly john jones if he ever gets in there i mean francis i mean because that's if if he were to take derrick lewis's number three spot that's his next fight you know right. one of these guys
0: yeah i i think he does. Uh, he's there i think uh what he there's guys don't eat derrick lewis's punches <sighs> that was crazy. they do not that
1: was insane
0: watch every single fight he's ever done these shots that he was landing clean put yeah. people out yeah and if you can't knock he, – he makes fights so dirty. He gets right in your face, muddies them up yeah. to where he can land his stuff. He eats your stuff. That's really – I think that's a really interesting matchup for somebody like Gon who doesn't necessarily power people out, but if he's able to get kind of rushed and he can't knock him out. Yeah. And then even like the leg kicks. I know we talk about him. He has a yeah. really good leg kick. Yeah, he so does. Like, imagine him being able to take away movement from Gon and then be able to headhunt him with these shots. Yeah. And then like with Francis, I mean – once again, uh, some people think Derek Lewis hits harder than Francis, or they're, they're pretty even. Yeah. So if he can eat these punches, it makes it really, really dangerous with the amount of different strikes that tie lands, like with that elbow. Like, mm-hmm. that's not something that a lot of heavyweights do. That's more oh, kind of yeah. just Derek big hooks. Derek
1: out. Like, out, yeah. out. Mm-hmm. And there's it's not very bad. many people
0: who can say they've ever done that. Even, like, gone, like, that wasn't like a oh. he fell flat on his face knockout. Yeah. Not a lot of people have ever done that. Yeah.
2: So. Yeah, no, I mean, he's definitely in there. You know, Lewis has a win over in Ganu. He looked okay. You know, he's fought against Gone. Lewis is the number three guy for a reason, and Ty went mm-hmm. in there. Like you said, ate the punches, showed that he's tough, and put Lewis away, man, yeah. like with an elbow. And I wouldn't have – if you would have told me it was going to be with an elbow, man, I wouldn't I yeah. like people – because that's just rare in itself. Sure. So then to do that against a guy like Lewis, man – you gotta give him gone that's to me that's the match oh, i like, love that
1: i, I know I, I actually wrote that down in my notes like that doesn't sound like the worst idea because god's not you know like okay so the, the punches these guys in case you didn't see it are referring to is um Derek lewis who set it up with a beautiful inside trip took uh Tie Tuivasa down. I think he took him down twice, maybe yep. too. um And as Tuivasa was using the cage to get up, um, he was kind of based on one hand, and then they were kind of in dogfight position, over both of them. And like Lewis just lands three insane bombs yeah. to Tuivasa, and I mean Tuivasa's head was like bouncing. I still I he thought he was out. Yeah, mm-hmm. I thought he was. I think he got me.
0: woke up on some Pat Barry check Congo stuff. You just, Barry, don't, yeah, you just stuff. don't
1: see guys' heads bounce like when guys' heads start next start bouncing like that Mm. somebody's usually asleep Mm -hmm. and then just gets to his feet and just said screw it and And just just starts (laughs) throwing like two of (laughs) us just starts throwing these crazy bombs at lewis um but the and like i said credit to Derek lewis but i will say he the grappling was in the first round both times right Mm -hmm. i thought going back into the second round lewis looked a little gassed and i almost Mm -hmm. wonder if the grappling was maybe not such a great idea so early on for a guy like him, um, even though he was on top. But Tuavasa was able to get up, which I thought was mm-hmm. was a good sign for a guy like Tuavasa to be able because, you know, his ground game has been something that's he's worked hard at. He's mm-hmm. had to. it has been called into question. Um, but, yeah, I kind of wondered if that was a bit of a mistake maybe by Lewis because I felt like – the last exchange that led to this knockout was Lewis being like, all right, I'm done. Like, we're just going to throw one of us is going out. Mm -hmm. Like that's, that's the vibe that I got from Lewis in that exchange. There was no block. I mean, they both were just like throwing and and, you know, Lewis just got caught first with a, with a beautiful, you know, just better technique.
0: Well, yeah, it was one elbow and then it kind of led to what, ended up being the last one. He threw right. one short one, they threw some more punches, and then he ended up like sizing them up like he was about to throw that right straight down, and then he just flipped that elbow up. I don't even know if Derek saw it. Yeah. Because like I said, he doesn't get put out like that. No. And they usually say it's the ones you don't see that put you out like that, and uh, I think that's kind of what it was. Yeah, I mean, it was beautiful. Yeah. Really good performance by him, and I, I mean, I couldn't be more happier. You know, I was telling Damien on the way home, like, I love both of these guys yeah, it's I've tough. loved Derek Lewis longer yeah. so I kind of had a little bit more of a bias to want to see him win but I'm not mad at all it's kind of a
1: passing of the torch though right like yeah. you know they're very similar fighters and what they do and um, the 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 29 year old guy beat the what 39 year old guy yeah. you yeah. know what I mean so they have uh, the
0: same spirit animal for sure <laughs> yeah
1: no that's a very good point uh and, and it's kind of cool to you know tie you know two of us is gonna now take that and and start fighting these top guys and I'm guessing a guy like Derek Lewis just because what we thought it may be like he's just gonna be a gatekeeper so mm-hmm. I, he didn't seem to me like a guy that's gonna probably be done anytime no. soon I think Why? yeah I think he can keep doing this and fighting guys and knocking people I'm sure he's still gonna knock a lot of people right. out like so. I mean, <laughs> I mean
0: if you could probably I think junior knocked him out yeah I don't know who else maybe Roy Nelson but there's not yeah I no, mean the back well, like a spinning back kick to the stomach though it might have been. You know, I'm just saying there's oh, not. Yeah. the people he said he had, he had to fart. Was that the one yeah, where he's exactly. like he had to fart or yeah. something? Yeah. So it's like you can count them on one hand the amount of people who can really knock Derek Lewis sure. out. So yeah. these other guys, it could just be him picking up knockout bonuses and yeah. riding off into the sunset.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm really, uh, really excited to see what Tuavasa, like what they do with him next because, I mean, I, I really think he has a chance there. Um, to the next fight, boys, Jared Cannoneer defeating – Blonde, Brunson, for the first time via TKO um, in round two. Uh, Dana confirming in his post-fight that Cannoneer is next for Izzy. Um, I think that is definitely deserving. Um, Also interesting, I thought uh, Brunson, John, because you had mentioned that Brunson said he only wanted to fight two more times, uh, and he did tweet last night that he's going to basically regroup for one more fight. So it seems like Brunson's next fight's as at least, I mean, you got to give him a couple days to, you know, he's in the heat of the moment right now, tweeting right after a big knockout. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and a big fight. I mean, yeah. that was very clearly a number one contender mm-hmm. fight. So he might be in his motions a little bit, but it seems like mm-hmm. maybe only one left for him. But, man, how about Jared Cannoneer? Because I thought after the first round, it was over. Like, mm-hmm. I thought Brunson
0: was going to run away with it. Yeah, I thought he was going to. It was interesting because, you know, the wrestling exchanges, you know, Brunson was able to get some down. But I thought Cannonier um did his due diligence on you know not getting grinded out but then we also seen a weird change in brunson's whole demeanor in that second round i I still
1: never haven't heard anything as of right now i don't know if you guys did
0: no i I was gonna ask i seen he tweeted something like you know i did this journey i got up to number three verse four in the world and came up short but it might have been a thing where he just maybe he didn't feel like he could control him as much to really do it or he took a shot or i I still don't know either i've just been gassed that's that's what i'm kind of wondering
2: big first round i he got him down in the second round too right in the beginning so i mean yeah i think he just you know a bunch of lactic acid and that was it man
1: yeah because he got him down early and when they got back up to his feet his body language his whole stance had changed you know he was he looked really labored um and Mm -hmm. and we were i mean we eventually were like is he hurt you know couldn't tell if he was gassed and then once cannonier started piecing him up like we were saying he was basically Brunson was out on his feet yeah. for a good, like, five, ten seconds. Um, and then once, uh, as he was going to the mat, you know, Cannonier follows him, lands two elbows, and hit. I thought it was kind of interesting, Derek Brunson's corner through the talon, mm-hmm. you know, um, as Cannonier was laying those elbows. I think the ref was kind of already stopping it anyways. Brunson was very clearly out. But them throwing the talon is very... Interesting. You know, it's not obviously something we've seen. We've been critical or have talked about, you know, coaches should maybe do that a little bit more. But that's why I almost wondered if they knew something was wrong. Maybe they just knew he was out of it. I I don't know. But I thought that was very interesting. You just don't see the towel getting thrown in very
0: often yeah i think that first ground and pound shot they seen him go out and he was yeah well he was out on his feet well, yeah. yeah so yeah. he was still about to take a couple more shots and the referee hadn't jumped in yet so it's probably like no no i no. think cannon is just so scary it's like oh, like yeah. who who no, wants no, to no, take no. unanswered <laughs> shots from that guy yeah, no, i thanks. mean
1: no. just a monster i uh, the idea of him versus izzy it, it excites me mm-hmm. I, I think that fight is going to be fun no matter what mm-hmm. um You know, we talked about with Costa. We thought Costa was going to be the guy to kind of push Izzy, right? And he really didn't, so there's Mm -hmm. definitely a chance, you know, kind of early thoughts on that fight there's a chance it goes like that um but man i just think between the ears cannoneer is so different than costa i think he's focused mm-hmm. He know you know he's a very centered in tune guy and he's just got a will to win man mm-hmm. like like i literally thought after that first round he was done into the round in a disgusting rear naked choke i think you know if brunson had five more seconds that chokes it's over yeah. I mean, that was tight um but man, Jair Cannoneer just yeah. keeps winning and looks good, man. This takedown defense, I mean, we kinda talked about it last week, but I thought it looked pretty good. Yeah. You know, he did stuff some takedowns. And
0: so. I'd imagine he probably he probably is the strongest guy at one eighty five. I mean, to go from a heavyweight you see how I mean we talked about how chiseled this dude is. Yeah. Like, I I'd imagine, you know, you kinda have to probably Play the outside game with him. You can't. You don't want yeah. to be in a spot. You don't want to take a leg kick. You don't want to take a big punch. Yeah,
1: everything he throws looks like it hurts. Yeah. For sure So, uh, moving down through the card, boy, going to f- boy's going to finish this off real quick. hanato moicano defeating Alexander Hernandez via submission. We were kind of in round two, joking because uh, Alexander Hernandez complained earlier in the week that he was on the undercard, uh, the early card. I mean, and. Somehow got elevated to the main card, and boy, did Hanato Moicano benefit from that. <laughs> uh, so I'm sure he, he's probably thanking Hernandez today. Moicano looked really good. Uh, somebody else that looked phenomenal and deserves a ton of cre- credit. Uh, Bobby Green deve- defeating Nasrat Hack press via unanimous decision, 30-27 across all three judges. Looked very dominant. Uh, striking was just on point. Jabbing Hackprass up. Um, I thought Hackprass made himself very available to get hit. (laughs) But nonetheless, (laughs) uh, Bobby Green taking advantage. Andre Arlovsky defeats Jared Vandera via split decision. Andre Arlovsky, ladies and gentlemen, just keeps winning, and he, it's crazy. He gets guys to just fight his fight, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a veteran, though. I think that's 1999. really... 1999. It's crazy, dude. UFC 26 or 7, they said he yeah. debuted at. I think that's what Bisping was like. Can you imagine how different the UFC is now compared to when he started? <laughs> uh, and then last one, Casey O'Neill stays undefeated and defeats Roxanne Mataferry in her retirement fight via split decision. Bit of controversy. I didn't get to watch this fight. I told you guys I was still out of t- town um i know there's no sounds like there was no way it should have no been casey
0: o'neill set the record for most strikes landed in a three-round fight i believe the discrepancy was like 187 to 80 yeah and like the strikes like it's it wasn't close at all uh, i mean it was I casey o'neill is a woman as well Brandon, yeah just so you know thank you yeah so you know women fight yeah women do fight. i don't know if you
1: she almost won our w- rookie of the year last yeah. year
0: well what was funny though is like <laughs> Roxanne was doing the weirdest thing and, and you could see it on Casey. you know she has like a, a bruise under her eye because Roxanne was like donkey Kong in her like in the face <laughs> like in the mix in the middle of combos instead of like throwing out a jab she would just like donkey kong her on the top of the cheek it's because she watches all that weird
1: anime you guys always talk about mm. um, there's a ton of like really good undercard fights but i'm not going to get into them mm-hmm. um just for time's sir- uh, sake and and i didn't haven't seen many of them anyways um, but UFC 271 in the books, boys. Good one. Very good one. Brandon, update us on our scores before we get into our picks for this Saturday.
2: Got a little bit tighter now. So in the lead, Nate, you have six points, and then me and John are both tied with five. Nice. There so, we go. We're yeah. get,
1: getting it on, getting it on. Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to continue into the next fight night, boys, this Saturday, February 19th. Bit of a change of plans in mm-hmm. the main event. We were supposed to see... Rafael Dos Anjos versus Rafael Faizeev. I was going to call it the Rafa Bowl uh, mm. f- with Super Bowl Sunday, and I didn't I didn't get to use it, so I just used it there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, Faizeev had visa issues, um, and this fight has now been moved to UFC 272 on March 5th. So the co-main event now becomes our new main event with Johnny Walker versus Jamal Hill. Uh, boys, if this fight does not excite you, I got nothing for you. This <laughs> gets my blood pumping. I'm excited for these these two light heavyweights. They're as fun as they come in terms of styles. Uh, Johnny Walker, wild, unorthodox striker. As unorthodox as you can get almost mm-hmm. to a fault at times. Right. Um, then obviously, Jamal Hill has just devastating one-punch knockout power. Uh, Walker's coming into this fight having only won one fight in his last five, I believe. My four. Op- four. Four. Well, One. my autocorrect turned four to fight. So oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> my apologies. Uh, his most recent was a decision loss to Tiago Santos in October last year. And I felt like leading up to that fight, they were really trying to push Johnny Walker as a legit contender. Mm-hmm. You know, we saw a lot of social media push behind him. And I think they were really trying to turn him into a a big contender in that weight class and he kind of fumbled the bag a bit uh jamal hill comes into this fight with only one loss on his professional record um obviously the triangle arm arm dislocation yeah yeah to paul craig um his last fight was a 40 second knockout over jimmy crew in december of last year and let me tell you people don't finish jimmy crew like that uh boys thoughts on this one which should just be a mess yeah <laughs> of a <fight. laughs> carnage yeah. super
2: excited for it um honestly man really excited for hill i feel like this yeah. is a big step up in competition yeah. for him big name sure um i'd love to see what he does I, I feel like the loss to craig was just kind of you know obviously your grappling's you're not your strong suit sure but um i just love to see if he uses that a little bit yeah. honestly like just to kind of show that he's worked on it but also man i just love to see if he can Oh, man, his straight one-two is just it's crazy, disgusting. The power, man. And mm-hmm. so that against Walker because Walker's just just a loose cannon. Yeah. So we'll see what happens, man. It's gonna be fireworks.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, a lot of these guys that have like it, it, these heavier weight classes that have power, it's looping power, mm-hmm. it's big hooks like it's Thiago it's- Santos sure. or you know, but these straight down the middle power shots are different. Yeah. And, um, you it's know, like
1: a, we talk about it sometimes, like some guys just have that equalizing power where they can beat anybody with it. Yeah. And yeah. He's definitely that guy. Yeah.
0: He, I mean, you know. The OSP fight, he looked great. I mean, he didn't even tap out in the Paul Craig. The referee was uh, like, I "Dude, know. this is gross." Stop. Yeah, literally. <laughs> um, and then crew. I mean, we talk about how tough he is. Mm-hmm. You know, to, to finish him that quick too. And then you know, Johnny Walker has some really good wins. You know, beating Khalil Roundtree, Misha. You know, he got knocked out by Corey Anderson. I thought the Tiago Santos fight. I thought he looked a lot better. Mm-hmm. I know he's at is he at Jackson or who? Um, Johnny Walker. Yeah. No, he trains with
1: Connor. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. In Ireland.
0: So I thought he had a little bit of different, a little bit more patient he wasn't doing as much crazy yeah. stuff yeah he's um, kind
1: of been tempering a little bit for sure and i
0: didn't think Tiago santos was like that great i just think he kind of yeah you know out, kind of veteraned him out of it but i think that you know these two are going to be throwing stuff that's going to make the other one say okay now i got to throw my stuff <laughs> so it's going to get real that's what i said i just
1: I, I expect carnage uh brandon we will let you pick first for the main event who are you picking and why um, or round and method excuse i'm me.
2: taking hill by round one knockout okay. i just think he's going to get it done
1: John, who yeah. you taking?
0: I was going to say that, so I'm going to say Hill, round two,
1: knockout. <laughs> well, you guys took mine, so I will say Hill, round three, knockout. Let's go. It's
0: Which usually when we do this, it never happens, No, by the way. it means it'll probably be uh, Johnny, Walker, Johnny Walker by, Walker by, by decision. Yeah. By yeah. sub or something. And it'll be
1: like a boring fight. They'll just sit and hold each other. Uh, really fun main event, though. Bummed that our original main event's off, but... I mean, you just I was excited for this fight anyway, so Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter. Um, As far as the fight card order, we're not really sure. So I'm going to assume the next fight is now going to move up and assume that co-main event spot. So we're going to go to Julian, the Cuban Missile Crisis Marquez versus Kyle Dawkus. Uh, This is a great middleweight bout. Um, I kind of think the winner of this fight... Um, I don't know if they'll find a number next to their name per se and be in that top 15, but I think their next opponent will be. I think they'll be ready. Either one who comes out of this will be ready um, for that bigger fight. Uh, Julian Marquez coming into this fight on a two-fight win streak having lost only one of his last seven bouts. His last win was a second-round sub over smiling Sam Alvey in April of last year. Um, Doc is coming into this fight off that weird Mm no-contest Kevin Holland where he, you know, last October where he accidentally knocked Tall and out with an accidental headbutt, um, uh, but uh, he is coming in to the, with a one and two record since entering the UFC. Kind of struggled a bit, you know. He, but every time he faces kind of these bigger name guys, like he's lost to Brendan Allen and Phil Haas, that's where we see him struggle a little bit. And I do feel like it's important to mention that because. Um, clearly that's an issue, right, when he's taking mm-hmm. that next step in competition, and mm-hmm. I believe that Marquez is that next step, I think Julian Marquez is a very, very legit middleweight, um, and he's definitely within that tier of opponent, um, and I also do, but I do think at the same time, the small sample size that we got from Dawkins in that Holland fight, I thought he looked really good, mm-hmm. um, so I don't know, I'm curious what you guys think about this fight, two grapplers, um, I think both of these guys, Docus I think, all of his wins are by submission i believe mm-hmm. um and then um you know marquez he's just like one of those guys i mean all of you go look at all his fights i mean he's just every ufc fights crazy and he makes <laughs> he's like crazy come from behind how did you just do that wins
0: yeah i think um you know docus routed off like i think it's like eight submissions in a row like 10 out of 11 fight submissions and then he got to the ufc and it became mm-hmm. decision 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 no yeah. contest um but, you know, I you said talk, all his,
1: I meant all his finishes are by yeah. submission. Sorry.
0: But you look at like, you know, like a Phil Hawes and Julian's beat Phil Hawes. He finished right. him. Um, yeah. He's also finished Aaron Stewart. He also did something that John Jones could never do. Yeah. He beat Matt Hamill. Yeah. So. It's <laughs> a good point. I mean, Sam Alvey is something everybody's done, but. <laughs> but hey, no, Put some respect on Sam Alvey's name. <laughs> but no, I think that, um, you know, Marquez has a lot of ways to win. And he's done it against really high-level guys, and I think Dawkins has struggled. He did look good in that Kevin Holland fight, but a lot of guys have looked good against Kevin Holland at 85 recently. So I don't know. I feel like this is this is Marquez's chance to like make that stamp up. Mm-hmm. And I have him winning, I'll say, um, I think he gets a finish. How? I'm going to say sub, second round. Okay. Yeah, I and
2: mean, to me, this is the, the story of... Um... Docus is, you know, he's trying to show that he belongs and Cuban Missile Crisis showing he belongs higher up. So um, I think Cuban Missile Crisis gets it done, I'm going to say around one knockout.
0: Oh, wow.
1: Yeah, I, you know, Darcus, um the only thing I think about him, like he, he he's not bad. He's pretty good stand up from the middle of the cage, but his game plan, and, and you're probably going to see it because he does it every fight, get guys against the cage. Look to, you know, do some kind of inside dirty strike, you know, box striking up from the cage, take guys down. Um, and Julian Marquez is very comfortable there with his back on the cage. And actually, I think sometimes kind of uses it to set up his gi. He's got really good guillotines. Um, he's not afraid. If he can get over your head, uh, you know, he's going to sit back for that uh, guillotine. Um so I, I could see Dacus just pushing him against the cage a lot because that's just what he does, um, but Marquez kind of using that a bit. I don't know if I see a finish in this one. Both of these guys are super tough. Um, mm-hmm. I do think it's going to require somebody going to sleep or knocked out, um, but I'll, I'll take the decision here, um, and I'm, I am going to go Julian Marquez. I just think he's a little bit better. Um, I think his length could kind of present some problems with Dacus as well. So I'm going to go Julian Marquez. So we either all decision. get some
0: points or nobody gets points next week. <laughs> Did we, we all all, <laughs> we all pick the same? <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, and we'll get uh, that, you know, the Faisi, even Dos Anjos. So obviously, that'll be when we pick 272, for 272, right. Yeah, the next one, cool. March 5th. Yep. Yeah, that card's looking nice. Uh, real quick, also on this card, Jim Miller versus Nicholas Mota. And then probably the fight I'm most excited for, Joaquin Buckley versus Abdul Razak Alhassan. Yeah. Boys, we are going to move it in right to our next segment. Our all-time MMA teams. And as we said in the intro, this week is Brasil. Brasil. We'll Starting it right off with the heavyweights. John, I'm going to have you lead the dance.
0: Who you got for your heavyweight? Brasil. I think this was an easy... Like I, I think the top three weight class, heavier weight classes, were a little bit easier for me. But I have Junior. I think what he did, you know, leading up to the Kane fight and then getting the belt, and then obviously he defended it a couple of times. I think... You know, one of the best knockout artists in UFC heavyweight history. I think, at in his prime, Junior is really, really tough and a really top guy. So I had Junior, Brandon. Okay,
2: <laughs> this is really hard for me, guys. So I'm probably gonna I'm gonna do a lot of listening, and uh, I'm open to suggestions. So I had Junior, Big Nog, and Verdum written all next to each other. Okay, um, I had Verdum as my ultimate one, um, just he beat fedor so that meant a lot to me <laughs> he's the only one of the three to do it i believe and um he has wins over i believe it was junior no junior
0: they, knocked him out in okay his
2: debut. they all kind of had fought each other yeah. and each one had kind of it was that mma math right sure mm-hmm. um but looking at it, i had Verdum, Verdum, but obviously i can i can be swayed so
1: so i went big knock uh <laughs> i thought you know, so he was the first ever Pride heavyweight champi- champion. Champion um, Also won the UFC interim championship, which it's worth noting that. I know it's not the legitimate championship. Um, other than Fedor, um, he literally beat every single one of the best heavyweights in the world in his day. Beat guys like Randy Couture, Mirko Krokop, Josh, Josh Barnett, Tim Silvio uh Silvia Fabricio Verdoom um who obviously is another guy that I considered for this spot um obviously fought at the highest level in the UFC and Pride and other than Fedor and Dan Henderson literally went undefeated for almost a decade mm-hmm. um literally like almost a 10 year span was undefeated um And at a time, like I said, for his time, it is what it is. But that's who the quality... And he was beating some legit guys. Um, So that's who I went with. I went with Big Nog. um, Obviously, Fabricio Verdum and Junior Dos Santos. um, I just obviously went Big Nog due to sustained success over a Mm -hmm. long period of time against consistent, the top guys, as to where uh, Junior had like a small window and just never found it again.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, to say to because he only Jr.
1: defended one time, right? I don't think he did. Or he never defended, no. right? He beat Kane and then lost in the very next time. And that's part of why fight. I had
2: Verdun, because I think Verdun defended once and he beat Big Nog in a rematch or oh, it was the he? other way around. Well, he...
0: for Junior I'll say this, he does he has beat Fabricio. he knocked him out. He's beat Stipe, who's a lot of people see as the best heavyweight of all time mm-hmm. in the UFC. Um he went on that, you know, 9 fight or 8 9 fights in a row, you know, beat Kane, not a lot of people can say they've done that. Um, So, he's beat Kane, Stipe, and then Fabricio, who are some of the top five probably heavyweights that's fought in the UFC Mm -hmm. outside of, like, a big nine, which they never fought. So, um, I I just feel like Junior, at his best, is probably the best heavyweight in Brazil, like, in his prime.
1: I just, I don't think so. My number two was Fabricio, actually. Um, But just because I feel like, I don't know, I just feel like for for Junior it was just such a small window and looked so bad in those rematches against Kane – Um, and got dominated so bad, you know, he won the title, don't get me wrong, but it was clearly just because he landed a lucky punch, which is a part of MMA. He did what? Landed a lucky punch. It's a part of MMA, don't get me wrong. But I'm just saying to then go twice right after that and look as poor as he did and his career looked really poor after that. I mean that.
0: he's finished Derek Lewis, Mark Hunt. Like these are guys that people sure. don't beat. Like sure. But, pe- but both of these other guys have great
2: wins like that too and there's yeah. more sustained success. That's what it
1: was for me with Big Nog, Like to run Pride for almost 10 years is just unreal to me. Now with the exceptions of like Fedor. And, well a lot you know, of
0: guys ran Pride and came to the UFC and it wasn't the same. But they're Crow so Copp old. Wasn't that's the, same. the problem. That's that's you where know, this Vanderlei thing, wasn't the you same. You have to look
1: past that a little bit too because by time Big Nog came to the UFC, he was like what 38, 40 years old and had been through head kicks, soccer kicks to the head, and pride. So, I do think some of that you do have to look at meeting a guy where he was in his prime. And I'm just saying to me, if you look at Big Nog's prime and that sustained success, it's just mm-hmm. more impressive to me than when Junior was, I guess, considered in his prime. That's all that, that was my reasoning.
2: Junior was my last in terms of the three. Um, and then I had Big Nog and Verduum. So, I guess if if it's gonna have, if I'm forfeiting my pick, I'm taking Big Nog
1: over Junior. My pick's Big Nog. All
0: right, you guys lost, but that's okay. <laughs> Say what? I think Junior's the better guy, but three, two to one. So
1: Junior was my third man. I, I, I think he's great and and had, but I also think too, like even if you're going to like skill set, right. It just we never really saw the ground game and Fabricio, like I remember who did Fabricio fight? Was it Overeem? And he was literally on his back, like begging Overeem to come into his guard. Uh and just like a free and I I don't want to use the word hate. I cannot stand Fabricio Verdoom. So this and like I do not like him at all. Fair enough. I just yeah. I've never been a fan of his. Um but just in terms of skill set as well, like you know, big nog with the boxing, obviously mm-hmm. the Brazilian Was he an Olympic boxer for Brazil? Um, but obviously, you mm-hmm. know, the, the jiu-jitsu, you know, beating a guy like Frank Mir in his career when he did and, you mm-hmm. know, snapping his arm like that. But just in terms of skills as well, I think the other two are just way more well Fabricio Well, Fabrizio
0: doesn't have as much striking is ju- like Junior striking is the same as Fabricio's ground game to me. But he also did a s- jumping sidekick yeah. to the face of Travis Brown. <laughs> yeah, I don't think Junior.
1: junior ever well, the thing about juniors I give Junior the Mark Hunt one though. The right, spinning oh, okay. wheel yeah. kick yeah. where, where he knocked his block fair off. N- fair <laughs> then
0: he had, he did, has a Spartan kick against uh, who was it? Uh, who do you hit to the body so I do remember times? that, yeah. Um, and he knocked out Lewis. Rothwell. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just,
1: I, I don't know. I just feel like... But, of- but that's fine with me. Like, I'm not defending Fabricio as much as, like, I just think Big Knock was the best, most well-rounded heavyweight yeah. of all time, Brazilian-wise, too. In skill set. Just
0: pure yeah. skill set as well. I feel like if they would have met, I think Junior would have knocked him out. Light heavyweight
1: boys moving... Yeah, probably in the UFC, you're right. But at that point, God, Big Knock was like, what, 45? <laughs> <laughs> so, boys at light heavyweight... Uh, boy, this is a di- this was a deep one. This was tough. Uh, John or no, you let uh, Brandon lead us off with your light heavyweight. Who are you picking?
2: So again, I have two. So I had, uh, Hua is my number one, Machida right behind him.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, Hua kind of similar to Big Nog in the sense that a lot of I mean, he obviously had a lot of success in the UFC, but he had a lot of success in Pride mm-hmm. as well before that. Um, to me, I put a lot of stock in the belts too, and um, I think. Thinking back on it, because Machida won the belt, but he never defended it.
1: Neither did Hua.
2: Yeah, and but because of the history with with Pride, that's why I had Hua in the top. Um, I just think that counts for more.
1: Yeah. So this was this obviously was a tough one. I was divided between between Hua and Machida as well but yeah both of these guys careers their accomplishments are very similar almost Mm -hmm. down to their records their records are almost identical as well Mm -hmm. um so i just went with the guy i liked more personally and i just was a bigger fan of shogun hua especially in his day the pride days um obviously ufc champ pride grand prix champion which is as good as a championship in my mind um you go through his record beat the who's who of his time um and i just think he was so scary at his time and so dangerous that Mm -hmm. like it's just hard for me to overlook that um, the tough thing, like I said, is you could just almost mirror all that from a cheetah though. Mm-hmm. So I just like ultimately just came down to who I liked more. Um, I think Vitor deserves a little shout here for being former, uh, light heavyweight champion. Um, and also, uh, Hodra Gracie, I think was a, a really, really, really good kind of fought at middleweight a little bit too, but mm-hmm. another really good light heavyweight, John, who'd you have?
0: Uh, it's the same. I, I had, it was between Shogun and Yoda. I, I felt like, you know, it, what's different is like optics right so like the end of shogun in the ufc here it's he's gotten beat by some guys who just aren't necessarily like the top guys mm-hmm. he's had some tough fights and then yodo he kind of you know he kind of went out went to bellator so he didn't you didn't get sure. to see that same like has he, has he won in bellator yet he beat jail yeah
1: bellator yeah
0: I don't know how many times he's fought. I saw. I know he just he
1: just went out in the first round of that Grand Prix. Was it Corey Anderson beat him? Maybe I believe
0: yeah. so. So yeah, it's 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 really between them two, and I think I'm similar to you, Seth. I kind of lean a little bit more to Machida, but I have no problem with Shogun going into that spot. That was easy, middleweight boys. Uh, yeah, no surprise here. It's the
1: goat, Anderson Silva, 16 time UFC champ, undefeated for six uh, six years. Uh, the way he won fights are almost as iconic as the wins themselves, uh, which features highlight reels that are absolutely timeless. Brandon, you can laugh all you want. Um, I just can't
2: help but some of this was just specifically written in that way to like dig at me. But yeah, it's 100%. Okay. All right.
1: Um, uh, also said, <laughs> uh, I've also always said, and I, I do believe this, is Anderson uh, was truly ahead of his time. And I think that's evident now that we still can't even really kind of crown Izzy as the greatest middleweight. You know, some Mm -hmm. people maybe can, but Anderson was so timeless and so good in his style and ahead of his time that you can still compare it to Izzy today in a Mm -hmm. sense, you know. Um, And if he's not, you know, he's the greatest Brazilian middleweight champion, if not the greatest middleweight of all time, if not one of the greatest ever, ever to ever do it. Um, A couple more worth mentioning, obviously, because this division is so deep with Brazilians Vanderlei Silva and Vitor Belfort. And for the record, I do think if Anderson Silva never existed, this would probably belong to Vitor. He Probably would have been middleweight champ and ran things as well. TRT.
2: Yeah, so I obviously had Chelsea on in here. Um, (laughs) (laughs) No, um, yeah, Anderson Silva... I not much to say, man. You're you're six years under sixteen time UFC champion, undefeated yeah. for six years. Um, against you ten know, title defenses in a row. Paint cans, but fair enough. Great record. Mm-hmm. Um looks looks great um until you kind of look into the fights themselves. So yeah, I'll stick with Anderson.
0: Yeah, no, I'm ditto to what, he <laughs> I'm you, I'm what he said. Not you, what he said. Uh boys, welterweight. John, let us know who you had for your welterweight. I went with nostalgia and just overall legend status. I went Hoist. Okay. I think that, you know, we talk about godfathers of MMA and, you know, what his family represents, you know, we've talked about this with some other guys, too, where it's just like they made such an impact and they're such a big part yeah. of that. I did put Damian Maia on there, too. I thought he, he had a really good showing at 70, but I really think Hoist is a legendary, like, piece that kind of has to be involved.
2: Yeah, same here. It was tough. I had Hoist, and then I had Maya next to it. I didn't wasn't sure if we would include Hoist because it was kind of weird. I don't think technically he ever fought at seventy. It was like 78, 76. Mm-hmm. I think he weighed it weighed at like one sixty nine at UFC one. Yeah, I think he was like one seventy five. Um, it was a
1: pretty normal weight for him.
2: But I, you have to have Hoist on this list to me. Um, you know, UFC wouldn't be where it is without him, and like he's just as you said. I mean, the Godfather. I don't, what else? How else do you classify him? Um. So yeah, man. I mean, it was Hoist for me.
1: I think that's absolutely cute, but you guys are stupid. Those are hor. That's a horrible pick. Who do you have? Well, you know, well, my pick doesn't matter, but because you guys just beat me, but well, we always, well, we always, so we always have a, a category. or I say I always have a category where I do throw in a bit of a more unproven commodity into our list, and I went with who is clearly probably the greatest welterweight ever to fight as a Brazilian, and that's Gilbert Burns. Um, I think uh, Gilbert, you know. He's in terms of just the natural evolution of MMA. Gilbert would absolutely destroy Hoist Gracie. Okay. He would absolutely destroy Damian Maya. And even if you're going back at who Hoist Gracie beat, okay. I mean, that's cool. But you can't deny that, you know, Gilbert Burns, greatest, greatest welterweight of all time. Um, And there just isn't much, there isn't much history at this weight class. So I understand that. Um, But uh, guys like, you know, Damian Maia, Hoist Gracie, obviously deserve the consideration here, but let's be honest.
2: So what are we doing at the end of these picks? Burns we, is the very best. Are we running these teams together and deciding who we think would yeah, win? Yeah, So this isn't... Okay, then if that's the case, then I'm okay with putting Burns in there, but...
1: I also think Thiago Alves and former three-time Bellator champ Douglas Lima deserve some credit here as well.
0: Mm. Yeah, I, I think some of that argument is why I feel like JDS should be a heavyweight, because I think... Nog in his prime would struggle against some of the no, other. No, M- I don't see that tournament. at all. I don't think so. That's just how I feel. It's,
1: good. it's all right. I just think. I mean, yeah, hoist is. I mean, obviously, he's a legend. I, I get your point. No, it's okay. And you,
0: you pretty much disrespect him. I, it's all right.
1: No, no, I don't disrespect what he's done. He's a legend. But and he's, you know, I wouldn't say the, maybe the godfather of modern modern MMA, but maybe a little bit. He definitely kicked it off. um But I'm just saying, like out of necessity, there's some guys like Asakuraba that we did throw in there, you know, because same thing, in an older generation, you compare them today, but we don't really have to do that here, let's be honest. Mm-hmm. Like, there's some really legit welterweight contenders from Brazil that have, I just think...
0: Well, I, 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 okay, I'll, I'll go with that. But if I'm going with that, I think Douglas Lehman has done way more at don't welterweight you know. than That's Burns tough, has. man,
1: I know, but, like, it's just, I, I did think about it. Um, I actually had him... As mine originally and I took mm-hmm. it off because I just I don't know, it's so tough because I don't know if you compare who he's beat to like the guys that Burns has competed against. Rory but it is really good. I know he's be, I know that's what it's tough. He's beat Rory. Michael obviously Page. beat Michael Page, but then Michael Page just beat him. Um I don't know, man. It is tough. I wouldn't be too upset about it, but um ultimately I went with Gilbert Durino Burns. But you guys go hoist. You do you. I don't care. Okay. Of I'm not course. gonna in the geek. Gi- uh, in a gi, I like it. <laughs> got to be in a gi. Brandon, finish us off with lightweight. Who we got?
2: Man, this is pretty
0: easy for yeah. me.
2: Charlie Olives.
0: Charlie Olives, baby. Yeah. Um, he's just, the change, the the upgrades he's made to his overall game and the way he's been fighting, it's just, there's nobody else I feel like is even close. I
1: think, well, uh, you know, Rafael Dos Anjos deserves some respect, former champion. Sure, um But, but Oliveira is the best 155-pound Brazilian we've ever seen. Um I've even kind of gone as far on this podcast, I believe, a couple times to say he's kind of Anderson Silva-esque in his qualities to his game, current form that he's in. I could really see him going on a long streak Mm -hmm. like that.
0: Um, And I, I will say I think he would have finished Habib.
1: Could have. I mean, if you look at the last names he's beaten, last three guys especially, he's like 11 fights unbeaten. You know, the last three guys he's beaten are just crazy. The way he's beaten them as well. Um, also want to give some recognition to current Bellator lightweight champion, patricky Pitbull. Mm-hmm. Uh, but patricky lost to Chandler and saw how that went for him. Yeah.
0: And And McKee now. Uh, obviously, it was a different sure, weight class. Sure, sure.
1: Uh, so let's run back through it, boys. Lightweight, Charles Oliveira, welterweight.
2: Hoist Gracie Ennegui.
1: Middleweight, Anderson Silva. Light heavyweight, Mauricio Shogun, who and uh, heavyweight... Antonio Hajirio Nogueira A.K.A. Big Nog That's our all-time Brazilian MMA It's a tough team. lineup I feel like it's going to make A lot of people mad Because, you know Oh, yeah There's like People are going to disagree With all those I feel
0: Well, right. and a lot of those guys Are polarizing When you talk about like yeah. Vitor and, you know Some of these guys They're very polarizing So it's going to be really sure. hard To kind of pull people off of those
1: Boys, let's hit the news only a couple things. Dana White shares on his IG that welterweight champ Kamara Usman had surgery last week to repair a torn ligament in his hand. Dana, can we please get a warning? Like, don't just throw that Ooh. picture out there. That was disgusting. <laughs> that was you? so gross. That huh? stuff bothers you. Oh, it's just gross. Um, then Mark Ramondi reported that Usman's manager Ali Abdelaziz said that the champ will be ready to fight by International Fight Week, which will be UFC 276 on July second. So not too much of a delay. I know people were kind of freaking out for Edwards. <laughs> like, like poor Edwards, man. You yeah. just can't catch a break. But Usman will be back soon enough. Um, and last thing, also um, with Jan Blachowicz versus Alexander Rakic being pulled off the March 22nd uh, Columbus Fight Night main event, Ariel Hawani reported that Curtis Blades versus Chris Dacus will most likely be our next main event. I think they actually all the way confirmed that last night, didn't they, I believe? Well, they showed it on the screen. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that's confirmed. The new main event, boys, anything else?
0: Uh, kind of what I told you last night. They've got uh, Bellator is doing their heavyweight title fight in Paris with Bader and Congo, and then Yoel Ramiro versus Melvin Manoff is on the the coming event in that fight. And the only other thing I have is um, they're trying to work out Canelo and Triple G, the trilogy fight. Oh, um, nice the charlo fight fell through but also charlo just got arrested so i I think that's probably going to put a damper on that but they're trying to work out a two-fight contract which canelo will have to win his next fight and um triple g will have to win his next fight for it to happen but yeah it'll be a really big fight i like it i like it john let us know what your song of the week is my song of the week i had it queued up in my head but now i gotta go back to it because we just got into the the big thing it's a good one it's a uh Law of averages, Vince Staple. Alrighty. Any significance to that? Uh, I just like it's a really good song. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> that
1: works for me. Uh Brandon, what is your one for the people before we get out of here?
2: Um, I was serious about the whole thing in terms of getting into the Instagram and, and calling stuff out to instigate an argument. Like I wanna give me what your thoughts on the Adesanya fight. Um I, I wanna know if you watch it back. Some please somebody watch it back and tell me if you think that you think anything different. Having rewatched it, because I think there's a lot to be said for that.
1: Are you just gonna just go on the record right now and say Robert Whitaker won?
2: I don't. Know. I think you won.
1: I'll say that. Okay, that's all I want to know. Three, three, two. Is that that? The, yes. Yeah. Three, two. All right. John, what is your one for the people as we get out of here? Oh,
0: my one for the people is stay warm, man. We're about to get another winter storm out here. It could be getting a little bit crazy. It's getting a little stormy out this morning. Yeah, that's what I'm right saying. <laughs> I might have to get the shovel out before the before I think the middle We just of the
1: accumulated week. quite a few inches right here yeah, so. as we're talking. Stay um, with me. It's a good one. Yep. And my one for the people is make sure you come back next Monday because we'll be here. Yes, sir. Back in action. Uh, make sure you check out this UFC fight night this Saturday. Mm hmm. And start bracing yourself, people, because like I said, these two are going to run an episode by themselves, and I don't know what to expect for you guys.
2: I'm excited. Greatness.